What's up, peeps? I'm Mike. And I'm eating a Reese's. And we are the Pink Gold Peeps, two 20-somethings talking about all things Nintendo. Hot off the presses from uh, podcast couple therapy, we are doing good this week. What? After last week. Oh, yeah. We... That was a good time. <laughs> it was a good time. How, how are you doing, Matt? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, work is stressful, and, uh, you know, but nothing new there. Yeah, I, I skated. I went to Disney World. Yeah. That was a good time. I'm happy you had fun. Yeah, I found a carnivine. Yeah, and he traded Actually, one to I me. I found three. Yeah. We're actually also hot off the uh, the Pokemon Go journey. If you look on our Twitter, on Sunday, when we were recording this episode, me and Matt caught Deoxys's. Hooray! It was very exciting. But uh, let's just kind of jump right in. Is that all right? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so Matt, what have you been playing this week? I've been playing a bunch of Travis Strikes again. Oh, I was ready for you to say more Dead Cells. No. <laughs> I actually haven't played Dead Cells, because um, I was on the plane down to Florida, and back up, so I played uh, Travis Strikes again for the majority of it, okay. all of it, and I'm probably about six-ish hours into the game. Um, there's six video games that you go through. Yeah. I'm probably at least a quarter through the fourth one. Okay, so you're winding down. I'm pretty far into it. Yeah. Um, it is a cute time. A cute time. It's a cute time. Good. Uh, I mean, it's not cute. It's not adorable. Don't go into this thing and you're gonna see kitties because you're not. Okay. But it's a it's a good time. It's like, oh, this is this is nice. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a very I don't want to say generic beat 'em up. Okay. But it is. You have a fast attack. You have a strong attack, and you have four special moves that you can do, and you can switch them out. You've got these chip things that you can switch out and do special moves with. They're kind of like spells, basically, but they're like video game themed. Okay. Cool. Um, and then you've got a dodge button. You've got all the generic stuff you usually have. Uh-huh. Because you go into the games, and none of the games really change it up in any meaningful ways. Mm-hmm. So the first game is just, like, a beat-em-up kind of game. And that, that makes sense. It's the first game, so you should be going through a tutorial. Yeah. The, the second game is based off of, like, a detective game okay. where you're trying to track down a murderer. But you don't do any detective work. You beat people up until you get to the next house where the murderer had a victim, and then you beat more people up in the house. So it's like the 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 theming of the world is changing, but what you're yeah, doing the is the theming is super different, but it's the same thing. And like oh. in that second world, there's like puzzles that you do where like um, you have to walk through town and then find the house. And okay. It shows you where the house is, but there's tiles as the town, okay. and you have to rotate certain tiles by hitting certain triggers. So it's to like, make the tiles flip. So it's like little puzzles. Right. There was a little puzzle, and then it makes it harder because this like big death skull follows you, and if it hits you, you just instantly die. Okay. Um, and then the third game. The third game was like a platformer kind of thing, but you were beating stuff up. So don't beating things up. And the fourth game is a racing mini game. Okay. Um, but then it's um, so you do races, and then you have to go and find new parts for your car. Which is Travis beating people up until he finds the part. Okay. So it's like it never it never changes it up in any way where I'm like, wow, this is like changing it up for me. It's just it's basically the same thing over and over again. And each game's mini boss is mm-hmm. the same mini boss just reskinned with maybe one new attack. Okay. Which is kind of like oh okay. Yeah. And then um the bosses at the end of each world I found are probably the funnest part of the game. Well, I mean that's Travis. Any game with Travis right, Touchdown that's, is. That's not, I've never played No More Heroes game before. Yeah, but. well, th- those ones are basically like 
you know, half an hour of grinding stupid minigames to get money so you can then fight a really cool boss. Right. So, like, I am enjoying it. I am having a good time with it. It's... The gameplay is still fun. It's just the same thing for quite a bit of it. So it's not something you're going to, like, put on your best games of 2019 sort of thing. No, but of the two games that I've really played this year so far, it's the one that I like the most. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, like, you're... You, right, it's, it's, probably, it's probably not going to go anywhere on the best games of 2019, yeah. although we're in January, so we'll see. Yeah. Um, it could just be a terrible year. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, who knows? What if every game is terrible this year? I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's also these little text cutscenes that go on for a little long. Mm-hmm. And some of the text cutscenes are like, if this was part of the game, that would make it better. So like, okay, this is like a minor spoiler. I don't know if you care. No. Uh, just put timestamp in. So there's a, basically the t- there's text scenes that give a little bit more background. Okay. And um, it's about Travis going to find the games to use to um, go into, to beat. Yeah. And one of them has Travis going to Romania to find Dracula, because Dracula has one of the games. <laughs> and doesn't that sound like something you would like to play? Yes. You don't. Really? <laughs> you just read the text. So it says, oh, Travis went to Romania. It says Travis went Dra- to Romania, and then there's like text of all the characters talking. Some Someone else cuts Dracula's head off, takes the game, and gives it to Travis. Oh, that's less fun. Yeah, right? Aww. I was like, oh, okay. And then that's you go odd. back and you just play the game. Yeah, it was- yeah. It's like clearly like the game was like all right let's let's make this game yeah it's it's I've heard mixed things about it but I'm and still spoilers. interested I'm interested in the yeah, game yeah no I mean it's still fun like I think it's worth it's worth picking up it's worth picking up I would say it's maybe worth not playing. new <laughs> especially if you're a No More Heroes fan yeah I, definitely um, but uh, yeah that's pretty much all I've been playing this week okay well for me so it's been a while a little while so I have completed. To the extent that I wanted to complete New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. And I'm not going to spend too much time on it because I don't want to get Matt and I yelling at each other again. <laughs> Basically, this is what I did. So, I had my file that was just Mario, regular Mario U. And I beat the game. I got all the golden coins in every level but the 7th world and the 8th world. Okay. And I got to the final levels. And I will say this. I was excited to see what the final levels were. I wasn't sure if they're going to be like, oh, these are like super challenging levels or like these are really interesting mechanic levels. I was a little disappointed. <laughs> like, I think if you wanted to play through and get all the gold coins, like that challenge was fun. But like I have six of the eight of the special levels and I beat one of them and the second one I almost beat and I was just like, I'm kind of good. They're more, it's, it's more of... Not more of the same, it's just like, here's an interesting thing we can do with this one mechanic. Like, I know the final, final level is a level where you have to, like, take a Koopa shell and, like, basically guide it through the entire level. And that's a really cool concept, but it's not, like, super, super different in the sense that, like, most final levels in a Mario game would be different or just really challenging or something like that. And this one did not have that. So I was a little bit bummed about that, but I was happy that I got those levels and got to at least experience them. Mm Mm-hmm. And I also completed Mario, uh, Luigi Brothers U, didn't get any of the gold coins. Uh, this one I was actually a little more disappointed on because I felt like this could have been good. It was like... So, you know how I said like the levels are more challenging and they're shorter, right? Yes. In the 6th, 7th, and 8th world, there are probably like two levels or three levels, one or two per world, that was only difficult... If you wanted to get the gold coins. 
Like one of the world, the levels in World Eight, it was just jump, jump, jump. I was like, oh, the level's over. That's it. Wait, really? Because basically, there was rising lava that went up and down. But as long as you know how to jump across and do like the spin, you're pretty much fine and don't have to go down like below anything. And all the gold coins are down there. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, it's a little bit of a bummer. <laughs> and uh, the other thing I wanted to say is while I really liked the the end game, like the last world wasn't too long, and those levels in both of them were good and challenging. Something really weird the game does is there is a mechanic that is added in the last level, the very last level of the seventh world, and is used again in the eighth world. And that's the only time it's used. Interesting. It's, it, it makes sense for the Wii U. There's like a platform that Mario stands on and you have to gyroscope left and right. Oh, I remember now. To like move it left mm. and right, which was so strange to me. I was like, it wasn't like, I died the first time a couple times on just because it was like, I'm not used to doing this and then also moving. Like, that's just not something I've been doing for the whole game. But I was like, that would have been something interesting to see in a couple more levels, but it was it was two or three levels, tops. That was it. And I was like, that's really strange. And I just found that very odd. Mm-hmm. I will say, my opinions on the game haven't changed, but it was um, it was exactly what I was expecting the rest of the way through, except for I was a little disappointed at the Luigi levels near the end. I was expecting them to be a lot harder. They they're were not, still hard. Not terribly hard. They're hard. They're not... Like yeah, but if you know Mario and you've been playing Mario for a while, they're not yeah crazy. That's do. what it is. I think if like if someone else who doesn't play a lot of Mario came up there, it'd be like this is tough. But I was like boop boop boop, all done. Yep. So I've been playing now that I beat that. I'm playing a lot of Darkest Dungeon, cool. which is a game that I picked up in February of last year. So it's only eleven months after I bought it, and uh, that game I'm experiencing for the first time like as a player, and I like it. But I definitely don't know if it's something that I'll be playing for a super long time. Well, it's not really that kind of game. Yeah, well, it's... it's. I don't want to say it's a roguelike, because it's not. But it has, like, a mission-based structure yeah. and almost, like, a roguelike element into it. Because if you don't know the game, it's, it's turn-based combat, and you're, like, exploring a dungeon on a 2D space. And when you run into combat, it's turn-based combat. But... You have, I think at the start, you start with, you can have slots for 10 characters, and you can get it up to, like, 20 or something. And every character has a, has a permadeath function, so if they get to zero health, basically, if they take one more hit, they have to, like, roll a luck chance, and if they're unlucky, they'll just die forever, and that's it. The, the character's dead. All their items are gone, all their experience is gone. But then also, when you go into the dungeon, there's a stress mechanic. So, you know, when your torch goes low, or somebody uses an attack that maybe doesn't do a lot of damage, but it's really creepy, or someone on your team gets really hurt by, like, a critical strike, you gain stress. And if you get to the full bar of stress, your character starts doing something that actively hurts your party. So, like, I had one guy who, when he his stress hit maximum, his ability became abusive. So if someone missed... He'd be like, you're the worst. I could do better than that. Or, wow, that attack was weak. And that makes the other characters get stressed out. And some people are, like, just, like, blind in the face of it. And they're just like, I'm going to do it. I'm okay. And they actually get better. <laughs> but that's really the exception more so than the rule. Because Mr. Smiles, my guy who got really excited when he got to max stress and was leading the charge, got critted and died. <laughs> nice. I was like, Mr. Smiles, no. Yeah, I've played a good amount of Darkest Dungeon. And it's not like, if you're expecting this really strategic turn-based rpg that's not what you're gonna get yeah like it is there's a good element of strategy to it but there's also like you can only be so strategic when the rng of the game when you find enemies what enemies you find and what attacks they have available to them 
are so dramatically variable. It's, it's more about expressing that feeling of stress to the player than it is about the turn-based combat. Yeah, it does. It does the Lovecraftian horror trope of like how you feel and like how showing right, it on the right. characters really well because like once a character gets super stressed, the only way to de-stress them is to go into town and like you know have them go to the bar or go to the church and like do activities and not be in quests. So even though you're only using four characters at a time, you kind of have to keep switching your characters around because characters just can't keep going on missions over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I feel like one of the problems with this game is, and I know why they do it, they want it to be hard in the beginning, right? But the higher level characters get, the less stressed out they get just by being in the dungeon. Mm-hmm. So it's hard because, you know, I'm playing and I have like two or three guys who are like level two and they don't get stressed out as much and I can bring them on a couple missions at a time and when you complete a mission, they get more experience. But then when someone else dies, I have to get a new guy from the coach and he's level zero. And it's just, it's harder to kind of, like, get back into it. Like, I've only had, like, three or four guys die on me. But, you know, when they die, it can get kind of hard to just get through. Mm-hmm. So, I really am enjoying the experience. And I only bought the game for, like, 20 bucks used. So, if I had to put it down, I'm not going to, like, really kick myself. And I want to keep experiencing it. But for an RPG like this, I feel like I've... The the mechanic the core combat mechanics aren't captivating enough to keep me interested, and the storyline, while interesting, is gonna take a long time to unfold because there's not that much of one. So I'm not raring to go to pick up right. this. I, and I, I get that, but I mean, I like the game so much. I know a lot of people, other people, like the game so much because of that, like stress factor that it gives you. Oh yeah, you know, how like ooh, how am I gonna how am I gonna get through this? And that's. What keeps the game going. Yeah. I'm not saying... You know what I think it is? It's not that I don't like the game. It's that I have so many games I want to play that a game like this that can really keep you occupied, like, I'm just going to, you know... It's like, you know, like... Not like Dark Souls, but like a throw your head against the wall and just keep going because you have to keep trying and persevering. And then sooner or later, you'll start getting stronger and stronger. It's not that that's bad, but I may be you like... Know, you know how I classify the game? What? Is is a genre that I have made up myself. Okay, tell me about your fake genre. The name of this genre may and or may not offend someone in this room, but the this genre is called the Rob like the Rob like the Rob like because it's an indie that takes something generic and turns it on its head to do something different. Yes. And it doesn't necessarily need to be there, but it is very interesting what they right. did. Exactly, it doesn't need to be there, but it's like, oh, it's there. I, I you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. It is a very interesting proof of concept. Like, I like the system that this works in. And it has to work. Like, the way that they made the stress system. It has to be this way. Yeah. You know, you can't have an RPG where, like, you're just getting stressed all the time. And you have to spend all this downtime and not have extra characters. And Permadeath makes it so you're not just like, well, I might as well just throw my guys out there. I don't care how stressed they get. They'll just come back. Like, you kind of need that for the system to work. But it is a very intriguing system, and I feel like the people who love it must love this game. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, maybe it's just because the progression takes so much time, or the fact that it, it doesn't, it's not, it's not that I can't play it in short bursts, but there's like three lengths of mission, and a short mission, you just go through, and basically you're like, you know, you have a little mini-map, and you're like tag- toggling it to go left and right, up and down and stuff, and then you fight battles. 
but in a medium or long quest, you get firewood, and you can stop midway through the dungeon, and you have, like, a like a mini-game kind of thing where each character has campfire abilities, and you have a certain number of time counters, and you can use those abilities to de-stress your characters or heal people and do things like that. But those missions take a lot longer, and, you know, it's hard to kind of keep yourself going through a mission when you have to stop. You know, it's like, okay, I'm going to do this medium-length mission. I'm going to have to stop two or three times in it. Right. So, I don't know. It's maybe just because of how I have to play it, but it's good. I'm just not sure how long I'll be playing it when we talk about the games that uh, got announced this uh, this past week. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, without further ado, we're going to skip the indie showcase. Yeah, I wonder why. right now. I wonder why. And we're going to... Jump into Jump our quick over news. to our quick news. So I have a, I have a little bit of news. I don't know about you. Okay, I have a couple of things. Do you want to hit the elephant in the room first? Yeah. So Metroid Prime Four got delayed for. It didn't get delayed. It's getting remade. Yeah. It's get it's it's getting re restructured. So no, and... don't don't say it nicely. It's getting oh. remade. It's well, rebooted. No, if you say remade, it sounds like they're going to do exactly the same thing again, like restarting. No, it a... doesn't. That's not a remake. I'm is. saying they're starting from scratch. Yes. Seeing, I, saying remade means that maybe like, oh, they're going to keep up. No, this, we're starting. We're clean slate. It, it's it's This is the start. This is the beginning of Metroid Prime 4's yeah. development. We'll see the game in 2021, maybe. Yeah. it's <laughs> I, I don't know when we're going to see it, but it's not going to be anytime soon. Yeah. I uh, I appreciate how, how transparent they were about this. I appreciate they were like, yeah, we're, we're restarting. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, that sucks, but also I'm glad you said something. I'm glad we heard something. Yeah. And now no direct in January also makes a little more sense. I was going to say that, like, with the fact that it would have made sense if they had stuff to talk about Metroid Prime 4, but then they were like, oh, we're going to have to cancel this. We can't do that in a direct. Yeah. That'd be just mean. <laughs> so I'm sure we'll get a direct in, in February now. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, I, I'm upset, but you also can't be upset. I, well, you can't be upset, but I feel like it's like, oh, well, they did the right thing. And at least we know that the game is in some capable hands now, or at least yeah. they're trying to. And it was like, this isn't the first time a video game did this, you know? Um, no, but we usually just don't know. That's all. Like, right, exactly. It's like Uncharted 4 had a pretty going and then the main story leader for uh, Uncharted, the Uncharted series, yeah. as a whole, left Naughty Dog. Oh, okay. And then they basically restructured the whole story and they remade a, wow. a good chunk of the game. Yeah. I mean, they did this with Final Fantasy VII, too. They were yeah. doing it outside a house in Square Enix. Like, nope, we're bringing it back. We're mm-hmm. just starting over. Yeah, I know um, a bunch of games. Yeah. We'll look at Final Fantasy XV. Yeah, and I also feel like Nintendo does this a lot, but they've been pretty good recently about not telling us about games until they're like, it's coming out in three months. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure this isn't the first time Nintendo's done this, but... It's the first time we're seeing it. Right. And honestly, like the last major entry in the Metroid series that wasn't a remake or like a spinoff game Other was Other M. And that people didn't like it. You know, Ninja Theory just, they didn't like Ninja Theory's version of Metroid, which mm-hmm. I have opinions on. I didn't play it. Um, so it's good that it's coming back. This also, I like the rumor that this says that because they're giving it back to Retro, like Retro has to have been working on something. Yeah, so, so they must be pretty far into whatever else they're working on. Yeah, people were thinking the Metroid Prime trilogy now has to be imminent. That's I like that theory because it's like, well, Retro wraps up Metroid Prime trilogy remake or, you know, deluxe or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, you want to do Metroid Prime 4? <laughs> but usually the studio that made the original game doesn't do the remaster. Really? Yeah. Huh. Well, at least I know that's the way, that's the way Sony works, and that's the way Nintendo worked for um, 
all the Zelda remakes or the remasters. I didn't know that. They yeah, were they other had. People? There was another company that made them. Interesting. Or remastered them. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know what Retro has been doing for five years. That's. Uh, I was like, no, nobody just, does. Maybe they're just making more Metroid Prime. Who knows? Who knows? So it's interesting to say the least. Mm-hmm. But uh, I am. I am interested in seeing. Hopefully, we'll hear about what Retro has been doing, and we'll hear updates on this soon. My next piece of news is that there were amiibo leaks for Pokemon Trainer, Ooh. Ivysaur, Ooh. Squirtle, Ooh. and others. And but, others? And uh, Well, I mean, we, we know they're all coming. But I think the big news here is that Pokemon, Pokemon Trainer, Trainer Ivysaur, and Squirtle are getting their own separate amiibo. That makes me happy. I could also see them doing it like a three-pack with Charizard, Charizard, Char- Bul- uh, uh, <laughs> Squirtle, Ivysaur, and, Char- and Charizard. But, yeah, that's actually really exciting because, like, I don't know. I kind of want an Ivysaur amiibo. Yeah, He's I, cute. I want an Ivysaur and Squirrel amiibo. It's yeah. Cute. I have every Pokemon amiibo so far. So. Yeah. It's exciting to see that they're getting their own. Because, yeah, it was kind of a question. Like, well, Charizard's getting... Has one, and it, it works. Yeah. And but... I guess I guess it makes the most sense like this. Yeah. Uh, they'll make the most money this way. Definitely. But, uh, I mean, what are they going to do with them? <laughs> we had this discussion. Yeah, I know. We had that was discussion. two weeks ago's discussion. <laughs> um, but furthering the Pokemon news is that apparently a... Detective Pikachu sequel is already in development. Wow. Well, I mean, if it does well, it's, it's it wouldn't it's surprise me. Do well. Yeah. So I'm excited to see Detective Pikachu. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, a couple other things I want to talk about. If you haven't seen it, the uh, Sakurai interview about Super Smash Brothers came out. Uh, it's actually it seems pretty interesting. A couple of key points people have been bringing up. Um, <laughs> the Belmonts, Ridley and K. Rule were exclusively added because they have the Smash ballot. Like they did that well. They're like yeah. these characters are going in. Sakurai also apparently met with the Pokemon company, and it was his choice between Decidueye and Incineroar, and he was really toiling about it, but he ended up picking Incineroar, mm-hmm. which is probably why Decidueye was in Pokémon. And saying that, yes, ARMS and Xenoblade 2 characters weren't in the game, not because we don't like them, but because we they it was timing. Like, they were still right, in development. Yeah. These games weren't out I yet. Really like, I really like the column that Sakurai does. I like reading about all the things that yeah. he says. It's it's fascinating, and like he he loves the game, and it's really right cool. exactly. And I I just love hearing the inner workings of his mind, and I yeah. love hearing about how much the ballot really came into into play. Consideration, yeah, that makes me happy because it's like, hey, look, he, they do listen. Plus, I mean, he also talked about Piranha Plant. He's like, heroes yeah. are lame. We can't have a game with all heroes. Mm-hmm. Piranha Plant, <laughs> <laughs> and I I do um I do find the the Decidueye and Incineroar thing. Very interesting. interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I like, I and mean, he kind of said this too. He's like, we never had a character based around wrestling or throwing. So right. it's something that we hadn't done. So I, I think mean, that one they is. They don't dead. really have an archer character either. Yeah, but we have Unless a lot of characters count Link with, and Pit. No, we don't. But I think his argument was probably more so like, we could have a bunch, we have a bunch of ranged, you know, shoot, right. shooty, shooty, right. shooty guys in the game, but nobody who focuses on throws. Mm-hmm. So let's do this. So that was cool. The other thing I want to talk about is the uh, rumor about. Ubisoft. So Ubisoft, if you haven't seen on their Twitter, they're doing like a challenge bracket thing for Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle, where it's like challenges will go up for like a month. And it's like, you know, beat level 3-6 with this team in this many turns. Or beat 2-1, oh, but don't let Luigi take damage. Or like stuff like that. And there's like, they do one every week. The interesting thing is that these tournaments and stuff end right around e3 2019 interesting people are like maybe uh maybe we're getting mario and rabbits kingdom battle 2 i don't know i mean i don't know i it's ubisoft i'd actually believe they put out a sequel two years mm -hmm. later and honestly after seeing what they did with donkey kong i'd be okay with it they also talked about when donkey kong team 
was when they did they, they were talking about the DLC. Dave the Davide Soliani was like, yeah, well, I mean, you know, some of the team was there. It wasn't everybody. They were working on other things. Right. It's like, what other things are you working on? <laughs> huh? Huh? That's huh? interesting. Huh? Mm-hmm. I, I would love. I mean, I love Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. So if we get more of it, I'm gonna be very excited. Yeah, that would be. It's cool. only a rumor, but it's cool. And, and the last little uh, news we want to talk about is uh, I don't know if you saw this, Matt, but someone was mining through data and like a couple videos from Nintendo, and apparently when they were originally making Splatoon as the proof of concept. They made the Inklings run around on Super Bell Hill from from 3D World. Yeah, from 3D World. I didn't know that. So like they were like running around like that big open area and like shooting the ink like oh, to show so cool. how the system would work. It's a 3D level, and I'm like, Ugh. that's really cool. Can I can I get the Inklings in New Super Mario 3D World Deluxe for the Switch? Oh, please. and you can be Inkling. Please. <laughs> can you imagine? It wouldn't make any sense. But That'd it would be, be so great. amazing. It's like, well, you can be a cat to climb up the wall, or you, know, you could just shoot it with ink and squid and now, kid now swim up. Swim up. <laughs> oh, that's, and that's the easy mode. There you go. Yeah, there we go. It's perfect. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's our, that's our news. So uh, we're going to move into our main discussion about indie games. So indie news this week is our main discussion, because yes. if you somehow missed it, there was an indie showcase by uh, Nintendo of Europe, or Nintendo UK, doesn't matter, just not American. Well, there was one. Yeah. Wasn't, didn't we get it also? No, not yet. It happened. This happened last. I remember where like we got we got the UK one, and then like a week later we got the American one, oh, which is like the same one. The same thing with like I think I had two extra games in it or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, so we got a bunch of indie games announcements and stuff for 2019, and we're gonna run through them and give us our our hot takes, right? Yep. All right. So the indie showcase started out with Wargroove, which is a game that if you listen to this show, you know that I'm really excited about. This was my equivalent of um, Pocket Rumble. For Matt, because Matt liked Pocket Rumble. It's like, this yeah. game's supposed to come out right when the Switch comes out, and it's going to take forever to come out, and then it never really came out. So Wargroove originally was just supposed to be, like, an Advance Wars-style, you know, combat game, like a tactics RPG, like Fire Emblem. Uh, but since then, they've added so much stuff, because Chucklefish is the developer, so they do, like, developer update blogs. You know, there's 12 different characters you can play. There's a full campaign. There is... Um, non-real-time pvp so you can like it's like you know playing a phone game where like i go and then matt can log onto a switch at any point and be like oh it's your turn to play so you do you take your turn and then it sends back there's a campaign editor so you can like make your own campaigns you can make your own cutscenes, and i'm really excited for this game and it had that new little anime opening which is wasn't ever shown before cool. which is cute uh, but it comes out on february 1st it's actually on my switch right now i have it preloaded and i'm just waiting till friday yeah, it's pretty cool. No, it, look, it looks great, and it looks like everything that I wanted it to be. I'm very excited for the level editor. I think that's a really cool thing. Yeah, definitely. It, it looks like what I expected. I'm really excited. Yeah, it's gonna be, I'm really excited to try it. Uh, so that was the first one. I mean, like this is kind of like the thing, right? Like right. Everyone knew it was coming, and here we go. Yeah, it's like it's so much a thing, I don't really know what there is to say about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like we're, we're just waiting to play it now. Exactly. When we play it, we'll play it, and it's going to be awesome. Uh, the next one is... Um, Double Kick Heroes. So this is that metal rhythm shooter game with music and like you're on the back of a car and you're like shooting at people. So this one's supposed to come out of summer of this year. Matt, why don't you tell me how you feel about this one first? I'm actually really excited for this one. I was about to say, it seems like a very Matt game. It's like a co-op game. It reminds me a lot of um, very crawl-ish in like the way it looks. Like like the oh, design. Oh, in the style of it. Yeah, yeah, okay, I see that. I'm like, <laughs> no, it's not um, like crawl. No. But yeah, so I think it looks really fun. I love the, the music style of it. And I love just the crazy zany action of it. You remember that game Gal Metal? Yes. That I was excited for. I never actually picked it up. 
But it's very similar to that because you got to keep that beat thing going. Yeah. And you're also beating the crap out of things that are trying to destroy the world. Yeah. So that's just it's just so cool to me. It's taking it's taking it and bringing it into a much more actiony kind of an atmosphere. Yeah. Which I don't know. It just it looks like a good time to me. It, yeah. It's one of those games that I wouldn't purchase because the only games I play like this are with you, and I'd rather play this with you. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to try it, but I won't be purchasing it myself. Uh, the next one is when ski lifts go wrong. Which it came out, it was uh, Shadow uh, launched. It came yes. out the day that the, the event happened. So my my description of this would be, I'm excited to go on Imgur and see people like with Bridge Constructor where like they make some stupid thing and like, haha, that's kind of funny. And that for me, my only experience with this game. It looks like a generic physics builder. It is a generic like, physics builder. It, it didn't look like there was anything unique about it. Yeah, I was like, I mean, there are people who love this kind of game, but I feel like the good ones of this kind of game still would be, like, fitting that Like, at, at this point in time, there's ones that just do more interesting things. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I just, I couldn't see anything in this one. I was like, wow, that's cool. You know, like, the portal one yeah, was portal really cool because you had the portal mechanics in Yeah. There. I don't know. I just... But I like I saw this. And I was like, "Oh, okay." I think the thing that surprised me the most about this was that it was on the indie spotlight. Like other games that came on the indie spotlight, I mean, they're not necessarily all like you know all stars, but they look like they have like a lot of backing behind them. I was like, "Who is this company?" <laughs> well, is this the first like Poly Bridge game on there? No, Bridge Constructor Portals on the Switch. You're right. You're right. I don't know. I, I don't know what it was. Yeah, I mean, I I guess like I guess people just think these games are funny. I it's. It falls under that same category that I described, Human Fall Flat. It's one of those streamer games, yep. and that's why. Yeah. Um, so that's how we feel about that one. Next one is coming out uh, soon, they said, and it's Forager. So this one is the one that's like a top-down, like, open world, search the thing, make the, make the house game. So when I first saw this, I was like, okay, so it's like, it's like, Minecraft, but like top down maybe almost, and it looks kind of like uh, kind of looks like Blossom Tales, and like how it's designed, like like the the world is designed. Kind of. I'm saying like the like 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 with Crawl and that metal right, game, right, like right. it looks similar to that, and it looks very Terraria Minecrafty. I don't know if I was interested, but then I saw who's developing it, and it's Humble. So the guys who make the Humble bundles, they oh, yeah. they have a dev team, and their games are usually pretty solid. And because of that. I'm interested because See, I feel like they might make something that's good because I feel like there are so many games that fit this bill that are just like kind of cash grabs. No, to but... me, it looked more like if you took Don't Starve and combined it with Zelda Mechanics. Top okay. down Zelda Mechanics. I, I, I'm, I'm interested. I like this one is one of the games that they didn't give us a lot of info on. And I'm kind of cool happy. I, I would have thought it was just like, it's traditional indie, but... I don't think it's bad. I think it's going to be... I don't I think, think it it's going to be traditional indie. I, th- I think it's an interesting idea. I think it was an interesting idea, but from what I saw, in the, like, the more I saw of it, the more I was like, oh, okay. I okay. mean, you're, you're combining roguelike with survival. Oh, wow. What a what a, what a shocker there. Well, I mean... I'm, I'm, not saying it in, I'm not saying it in a mean way, but let, listen, there are plenty of bad survival roguelike games well, out there Well, I mean, the name a couple. I don't play bad video games, Matt. <laughs> I, I, I just don't think there's many I, games like this. On Steam, there's millions. But, so that's why I'm saying when I saw it, I was like, oh, here we go again. But then I was like, okay, Humble's making it. This is actually going to be good. I imagine this is going to be an enjoyable experience. Mm -hmm. You know. 
I'm happy. Oh, let's say this. I'm happy this one was on the showcase because if I saw this on the eShop, I'd probably just scroll right past it. But now I'm like, oh, okay, let's, I, let's see what we got. I don't know. I think it looks very well presented. I I think it looks clean, and I thought the gameplay looked fun. It's cool. And I, I I will be. I mean, I'll be looking into it. I don't necessarily know if I'll be picking it up, but yeah. I'm just saying, this one, it, it, it won me over with the trailer, and that's good. It's, you know, it's, it's the advertisement that's supposed to do. Right. Uh, the next one, <laughs> Goat Simulator, it's back. I don't it's care. available now. I don't care. <laughs> this I, game like, will I never even, die. I didn't even put that on my notes. I just didn't care. I, I'll tell you this. I was interested, but then I was actually reading. The port's actually kind of shoddy, which is the a game. Pity. The game was funny. The first 10 minutes of footage I saw, and I didn't care anymore. I just, you gotta look at it like a Tony Hawk game, like, just getting the score. I know, But, yeah, it's one of those games that is fun with friends. It is a bit of a streamer game, but I feel like it has a little bit of its own merit, where some of those streamer games are like, Right, no, I'd agree with that. I think it was one of the first ones of its kind. Yes. But... I was like, it, it's a bummer to me that its port job isn't very good, because this would be a very silly game to have around, but it's not, uh, I'm not super interested. Right. Especially now. Like, I was kind of interested before. Also, it's like 30 bucks, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't care. Yeah. I mean, you can get this game on Steam with all the things for like $4. It's like, I mean, if you're, if you're into it and you want it on the go, that's why it's cool, you know? I, I guess, yeah. But I, my, my, my concern would be most laptops that can run Goat Simulator in this day and age probably aren't like hefty right but and it's, I, don't I don't know it's just like I, th- I thought it was very out of the blue and i guess it makes sense to be on switch yeah but i was kind of apathetic about the whole thing i'm like all yeah. right so that's that the next one is inmost so this is the new game coming out of chucklefish so this was like the the atmospheric puzzle platformer one yeah that i was getting i was getting kind of hollow knight vibes off this in sense of like like the emotions it's trying to bring up like stylistically it looks incredibly different it looks i uh, those animations were just so like well it was very fluid yeah it was very fluid that's a good word for it despite being like not pixel it almost reminded me uh the the atmosphere and what was going on in the story trailer almost reminded me of that movie um a quiet place oh i haven't seen it you wouldn't like it because you'd be scared oh okay um (laughs) yeah this this the game looks interesting i like how it seems like you know, there's a lot of these, like, you know, a dark story about a dark character going through a dark world. Well, you play as three different characters. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, there's a trope of that, you know, like the, the like the, almost like with, like, Child of Light, you know, it's like the little girl traveling through the, mm, yeah, the world. Yeah, yeah. But I like how we have some, looks like there's gonna be some crazy combat with, like, some interesting bosses and stuff at the end. They show that one yeah, guy, like, Yeah, it looked very interesting. Yeah, I'm happy about that. Um, the one thing I will say is while I'm really excited about this, I think it's like, you know, it looks like it's going to try some interesting things. Maybe not anything revolutionary, but bringing a bunch of cool ideas together to make something the very The way unique. the game played looked different to me, because the character, the gameplay they showed, it looked like there was like a weight to it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, almost like Donkey character... Kong, like a heft. Sort of. Oh. Uh, I, I mean, like, a bit slower paced, you know, like... It's not I, like a I guess the way game. the way I no the way I um, describe like a heft to your character is um, I I described Red Dead like that yeah where like your like... character moves a little slower their animations or their movement is a bit more ragged or um, Geralt is kind of like that when you're just walking around with Geralt or Joel is like that because he's an old man he doesn't move as fast you got to give me a game that I've played <laughs> I, I I don't know Mike uh, so it's just somebody who has like what like. 
You, like it's just a, you you move slower. You so you I have to be Donkey more Kong careful. Does that, right? Donkey Kong doesn't move. Quickly. Does he? Yeah. If you're not rolling, he's he. You know, he kind of trudges along. I guess. He's 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 not Mario. He but can't you run. you do have a lot of flexibility in that game. Oh, well, you, that, this is not the yeah, argument that we're having. No, right you now. you do. I'm just saying, like when he's walking around, he does walk slower. Yes. Okay. I, I'm just trying to get an understanding of what we're talking about. Yeah, the game looks interesting. The one thing I will say is it's made by Chucklefish, which means it's not coming out in 2019. <laughs> Probably not. Wargroove was made by Chucklefish. <laughs> 2017. 2017. They said 2017. <laughs> um, I, I know it's going to be good. They they do really good jobs with their games, but I'm just not expecting it to actually come out now right. because they just announced this right after they said, okay, Wargroove finally got a release right. date. Well, I mean, th- this might be a different case in Wargroove. Yeah, I'm not saying it's going to be the exact same thing, but at the same time, I'm like, maybe 2020? Did they say ni- 2019 in They the did say 2019 at the end so of the we'll trailer. See. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying if it gets delayed, I'm not going to be like, oh, no, no way. Right, yeah, I got you. Uh, the next one they talked about was Unruly Heroes. Did you notice this one? It was like the 2D battle platformer. Yeah, okay, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of four-player games in a 3D space. There, all the characters get zany, crazy abilities. One that I think is a very good one is called The Nine Parchments. Yeah. Um, and there's a bunch of them like that. But this one looks to combine those absurdly powerful powers. Into a 2D space. 2D, ergo, Super Mario new u deluxe whatever it's called this is mario's u deluxe and it just looks like such a cluster attack yeah this one like as much as i don't necessarily enjoy playing with like four people in new super mario brothers u deluxe i understand why it would be enjoyable for people this one just seems like it's gonna be stressful yeah exactly <laughs> there's almost like too much going on mm-hmm. like I've, sometimes with two four players on a 2d map and like trying to get through a level like with mario the fact that the game is so simple is to its benefit, you know? It's like, it doesn't necessarily... Like, you can screw people over, don't get me wrong, right. but, like, it's very un- easy to understand what happened and why. Where with this, I feel like everyone's gonna be flying around, there's gonna be particle effects everywhere, and you might just accidentally hurt your ally. Yep. So, I don't... I, this one actually came out, I haven't seen reviews for it yet, but I'm I'm not even... Like, I was like, I don't even think Matt would want this I, game. I don't really think I'm gonna pick this one up, honestly. Yeah. Uh, the next one, though was CrossCode, yes. which I want to bring up because, okay, before before I, like, looked into this game, before the trailer even started, did you hear, like, the, the, the like, retro indie-style buzzword list they gave? It was, like, SNES graphics, JRPG. It was, like, all these different ones. I was like, oh, what is this crap? And then yep. I was like, oh, this looks really good. And then I found out it came out on Steam and PS4, like, a few, like, a year or two ago. Oh, really? Yeah, so the game is already out, and it's gotten good reviews. It's, like, I think it's got nines out of ten. Oh, so, cool. CrossCode is it's yeah, it's like a JRPG, but it's real time. But it's like the best kind of JRPG. And it's but it's SNES style, so it's really interesting. It seems really fast paced and a lot of fun. I am really excited for this one. I'm yeah, interested I'm very to see how it works. It also is going to have Switch exclusive content. Mm-hmm. The other thing I wanted to say is if you notice at the end of the trailer, there was like her and she was like, "Oh my gosh, is that a flying hedgehog?" And you're like, oh yeah, how am I going to fight that? And I didn't understand what that was. I figured out, I was looking into it like a month ago. Someone tweeted at the developers of CrossCode and said, when is CrossCode coming to the Switch? And they said, when hedgehags fly. <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, hedgehags fly! That's funny. I was like, that's pretty silly. But yeah, it looks it looks good. I, I don't know much about this game. But if you're interested, apparently there's a lot of information. So it's uh, it's it's, I don't know. Looks, I don't, it looks very interesting it looks, to me. I, From I wonder, what we got, it was probably the most interesting 
It, it took the it took the spotlight for me. I think so because I mean, uh, even though Inmost was really good and Wargroove made me really excited, I think this is the newest game that was announced is that had the most like the newest the, was Inmost. No, I'm saying like this one we didn't know about. We didn't know about Inmost. It was one of these games that was new, right? We didn't know it was coming to Switch until now. We that's the same story for Inmost. What are yes, you trying to say? I'm, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm trying to finish the point. You okay. keep bringing me back. I said, this is the newest game that had the most content, and I'm like, oh, this is what this game is, and I want to play it. I don't think your point makes any sense. Why? I'm saying we saw more of this game, it's and not there's the more newest, information though, because... available than in most. Okay, whatever. In, um... in the trailer, they sh- obviously because this game's already completed, they could show a lot more, and it got me more excited right. than in most, which is also just released in this event. But I saw some of it, but I didn't see as much. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm you know, the more you see of a game, the more you know whether or not you're gonna like it. Yeah. So I feel like looking at this trailer, I was like, yes. I mean, it was able to show off the most because it's already come out. Yeah. And I think that makes it stand out a bit. Yes. No. Especially uh, after the next the next one I want to talk about. Well, listen, it could be fine. What? The next one. The next one is SteamWorld Quest. So this trailer was kind of just saying, hey, it's a fantasy card deck game that's like turn-based, and it's in the SteamWorld universe. And that's really cool. Don't get me wrong, but we saw very little of it. Yeah, we saw and very little of it. It didn't get a release date. Like, CrossCode got, actually, CrossCode got a release date of 2019. But this game did not get a release date at all. It just said, you know, in development or coming soon or whatever. I feel bad for this game. Because it sounds like it's going to be really cool, but I saw this trailer and I was like, hey, wait a minute. Isn't Slay the Spire supposed to come out Q1 2019? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I walked away from it with. I was like, this looks cool, but when Slay the Spire coming out? <laughs> um, what did you think about this one? I I didn't really because they showed off so little. Yeah. I was like, this could be cool. I don't know. I just need to see something. Yeah, I feel bad you know, for this. I've never played a SteamWorld game before. So, like, just that alone makes me not super care. Yeah. Just because I'm not invested in the world. Well, from what I've heard, it's not, like, in terms of, like, plot line of the two, ga- two games before it, it's not related, like, directly. Well, there's a couple. But it's the I same mean, there's, universe. There's two t- SteamWorld Dig Dig games. And there's SteamWorld Heist. And then there's SteamWorld Heist. And I think there's another one. Well, from what I heard, they're not directly related. Right. No, they're not. But same universe. So, like, you know, there's lore that will relate to those games in this one right but yeah no release date not a lot of content like i think it's good to know that they're working on something but i don't know after the metroid prime 4 fiasco i'm also like okay whatever it will get here when it does <laughs> you know this is like the same thing i felt with hollow knight like when hollow knight got announced it was coming to switch i was like great but i don't really care because i don't have an actual release date and i'm just gonna sit there i'm not gonna like hold off from buying a game because there's a chance that you know hollow knight will come out this week i didn't you know I didn't right. want to do that. And when it comes out, it'll be very exciting. Exactly. It comes out when it comes out. But, yeah. So, this one this one will be cool. Then, after that, they just basically... Someone went onto the Nintendo eShop, clicked digital only, and went to the top 30 games and said, Yeah, we're going to make a trailer yeah. with all yeah, these games. Here's all these games that are still available. Yeah. Stardew, Hollow Knight, Darkest Dungeon. Like, they just went through them all. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's good for people who don't have a Switch yet and we're thinking about it. Because those indie games... I mean, most of them are really good. But... I just thought it was funny. I was like, okay, okay, I get it. Yes, indie games are a thing on the Switch. I, yep. we, we know. It's okay. We know. <laughs> and then it was the end, which uh, there was no Untitled Goose game. 
There was no Untitled Goose Game. Made me a little sad. I'm not. I'm not crazy for that game. I'm just. I want to see more. <laughs> it stole the last indie thing. So I want. <laughs> that's just the new Goat Simulator. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's, yeah. It is gonna be the next Goat Simulator, isn't it? Yeah. I. I mean, that's what I. That's what I remember from it. Yeah. A lot of. I notice that a lot of games that come out in these indie spotlights. Not. Not. I'm not specifically talking about this one, but there's been three or four of them now. Yeah. Usually, the games that are shown there, like, hey, check this out, and then it's, like, forever until they come out. Yeah, well, it's usually, I feel like it's, like, there, there's the two camps. It's out now, or within the next two weeks, or it's coming. <laughs> like, like, I want to look up a list of yeah. all the games Well, the that last on... one that came out, it had Bad North, remember? That had, like, just... Finally. Been... Well, no, that game's been out. No, it, it came out... It came closer out. to the end of 2018, though. But it came out really soon after the game was announced. Hold on. Did me... it? No, I don't yeah. think so. I, I'm, I'm. Hold on. Hold on. Pause the podcast. And we're back. So, the last Nindy highlight was August 20th, 2018. So, let's, we're going to walk through the games real fast and just see how many came out. So, Night Call Raw Fury. I don't even... It says early 2019. I don't know. That's if not out yet. Uh, Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom. That came out. That did come out. On its November 6th date. The Gardens Between was September. That one came out as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Streets of Rogue. I honestly don't know. I don't know any about. Um, I gotta keep going though. Bad North came out the day the highlight came out. Are you sure? Yeah, I think it was. It was in another high in another one before that though. It was. I don't remember. This was because I, that... I remember really anticipating that game for a while. Really? Oh, I, this was the first I had heard of it. But Moonlighter came out autumn twenty eighteen. Like it said, yeah, it was out. This War of Mine came out because I know its expansion got announced or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it, it was in the news again. Child of Morta, I that one didn't come out yet, right? Rob is. Oh, uh, no! Child of Morta isn't out yet. Rob is Everspace out yet? Yes, it is. Yes. It is. Yeah. Everspace came out. Baba is you. I haven't heard anything about. I haven't heard anything about that one. Slay the Spire. It's early twenty nineteen. Windjammers is out. Windjammers two. Nothing. Terraria has been bumped back like sixteen times. Yep. Uh, Morphe's Law. Morphe's Law. Not important. Uh, Prison Architect Architects. came out that day. Yeah, and then there was just things the same were playable as Gamescom. So a good chunk of those still aren't out. Yeah, it's like there's a big chunk that come out really soon, and then there's ones that are like sometime down the way. And I, as, as much as I was excited about this Nindy highlight, one thing I didn't like about it was outside of Wargroove and the two games they like Shadow launched, there were no new games that are, have like a solid release date. Streets of Rogue is not out. Okay. Because, you know, you look at yeah, this list... Yeah, I mean, that's... And... Sorry, I didn't mean to no, cut you so, off. No, it's fine. But it's like, you look at this list and you're seeing, like, you know, skeetless go wrong, but you have, like, summer, 2019, 2019, coming soon. Yeah, I, I guess this one was especially bad with it, but a lot of them I usually take it with a grain of salt because I don't know when I'm going to see this game. Yeah. The one... And, like, I'm... All the games that were on here that didn't pretty much launch right away, I'm excited about. Yeah. But... It's, it's good, I think, because at this point, there are no, like, big, large indie games that people are anticipating that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. And I think... Or that we did know about, rather. Big studios are usually... Be- like, Nintendo, we're kind of spoiled with, because usually when they give a release date nowadays, at this point in time, they stick to it. Yeah. And they're really good with it now, but, I mean, most developers are not good with it. No, know? they're not. Most developers, you they say a release date, and you're like, okay, sure, whatever. Yeah. And then it gets delayed well, at I mean, least once. Wii U era Nintendo did that. Yeah, exactly. Like, I yeah. mean, that's just a thing that all Company. all developers do now, and it's not a good thing to no, do. No, it's not. And Nintendo's finally gotten away with that, except they made a really good exception, I guess, for Metroid. For Metroid Prime. Um, and... 
indies are not necessarily like that, but they'll say, yeah, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Yeah, they'll be like, it's gonna get here soon. I mean, that was War Group. I I follow them on Twitter, and, like, if you go back, you can look at their, like, their most recent blog post. I remember it was, like, November. I talked about it on the podcast. I was like, they said 2019. I'm sad now. Yeah, I kept saying they were, like, releasing stuff, and, like, we knew a lot about the game before it came out, but it's just fixing everything that takes a long time. And I'm And it's also finding the right, like, time to... To take, launch it. Put it out there. Yeah. It's it's a tough spot for indies, but I'm, I'm happy because there's a lot of them, you know? I wonder if Wargroove and Fire Emblem are at all connected release date-wise. Like, if Nintendo is afraid, they'll step on each other's toes. Well, I, I honestly think that the guys at Chucklefish maybe saw, hey, listen, Fire Emblem doesn't have a release date yet. So let's just make sure this comes out. I mean, early. yeah, I think it's a good idea to make sure the indie gets out before Fire before Emblem. Fire Emblem because Fire Emblem is going to do incredible. But this game, I think, will do really good to like whet your appetite. Right. That's like you know, I'm the other game I'm worried about, Neko's Night Market. You remember that game with the cat? Yeah, there's another one that's not out yet. Yeah, that one was not an indie highlight though, was it? I think it was at one point. I don't remember. It I know, was in something. No, it, was it might have been in direct. Yeah, I think it was like the indie, the indie Section uh, sizzle in reel a direct, in yeah. a direct. So Neko's Night Market's coming out. It's supposed to come out early 2019. We haven't heard anything about it. And that's going to step on... Or Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing will step on its toes. It, it's not going to step. It will just annihilate. Yeah. Let's be honest here. But yeah, so it's it's important that it comes out when it did. But a lot of these other games, you know, I mean, listen, when it comes to like Inmost and um, and Crosscode, listen, you can always have another JRPG. You can always have another 2D pl- puzzle platformer. Those ones are fine. But yeah, some of these other games I get worried about, like, when they're actually going to come out and whether or not that's going to be, like, a help or a hurt. Right. Because, you know, you hear, every once in a while you hear a story about a developer who, like, tried to make a game come out and do really well on Switch and it just doesn't. Didn't. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's a car quest situation where the game wasn't actually good. But another good situation... No one advertised car quest as a good game. Mike. No, I, I'm not saying they did, okay? It got me, all right? I get it. I like cars. I like going fast. And then it was not about cars, nor was it about going fast. <laughs> I was a little sad. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I mean, is there anything else that you were paying no, about I, this indie? Spotlight? I don't really think so. I think that's yeah. about it. I'm excited about it, but, you know, it's nothing like I'm jumping out to, you know, go if, if, if I could pre-order something, it's not like I'd be jumping out of my pants to go pre-order something, it except was, for Wargroove. It was Nintendo but... saying, let's give them something in January. Yeah, let's, let's be honest. That's what it was. They're like, let's give them something. And you know what? These games have new release dates, so, you know, we need to know that they're coming. It's cool. It's like, all right, yeah. I, got, I got something to talk about. I got something to think about while I wait for that Nintendo Direct. Yeah, give me Slay the Spire. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Slay the Spire is my new, my new, when is this game coming out? I know. Before that, it was Wargroove, and before that, it was Hollow Knight? Yes. What was before that? It was Hollow Knight. Oh, no. Before that, I was just yelling about the Thousand Year Door. Re-release Thousand Year Door. Yeah. Re-release the Thousand Year Door. <laughs> so, what's your fun fact, Mike? Oh, oh, we're done with the episode. My fun fact is that if you are staying late at work, it is very important to make sure that you're comfy. Because I've been staying at work pretty late these past few nights, and one night I was still wearing my like my nice shoes, like my shoe shoes, and uh, I was really painting on the way home, like walking home from, from New York. And on Friday, I was staying super late, and I said, you know what? I'm going to take off my shoes and put on my little running shoes that I usually wear home. And I just wore them for the... Like, they were neon green, but it was 5 o'clock at night, nobody cared, and I stayed there late, and I was like, you know what? It's just little things. It makes it a little bit easier. You know, when, you, when you're when you stressing out, 
you gotta have something to just relax you a little bit. You're not all wound up. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my fun fact. Nice. Yeah. What about you? What's your fun uh, fact? Mine is you shouldn't play Link in Smash in an airport. Why not? So uh, while we were waiting for our plane, me and my travel buddy going to Disney. Oh, no. I think I know where this is going. We're playing Smash in the airport, right? Uh-huh. And I don't remember who she was playing, but I'm playing Link. And you know what Link's best utility in Smash is? Blowing up stuff with the it's bomb? It's the bomb. The bomb. I was using the bomb in a video game in an airport. Oh, no. You didn't yell anything, did you? Yes, I yelled something! (laughs) (laughs) I yelled something along the lines of, like, you can't escape my bomb. (laughs) (laughs) Playing as Link in an airport. In a video game. In a video game. Oh, my God. They had you on a camera somewhere. You're in in a a database now. now. I, I felt pretty stupid, I'm not going to lie. But then on the way back, like from the Orlando airport, coming back, in the row of seats in front of us on the plane, someone goes, how did you grab my bomb? And I was like, what? And I looked at I was like, oh, they're playing Smash. <laughs> I love it. That's good. Matt told me, he was like, I have a fun fact for this week. We like didn't get a chance to talk a lot because Matt was you know enjoying his time and I was struggling at work. And it was just like... I have a good fun fact this week. I was like, okay, good. I wonder what it's about. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. It was rough. It was good. It was good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's our show for the week. Um, if you want to reach out to us, you can email us at pinkoldpeeps at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at pinkoldpeeps, all one word. You can subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. And and send us your copies of Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah, send Matt copies of Kingdom Hearts 3. He has three coming to his house. No, don't send them to me. Send, you, send pictures. Send pictures. Oh, send, send pictures. pictures. Okay, send pictures of Kingdom I, Hearts I 3. do, in fact, have three copies of Kingdom Hearts 3 coming to me. Yep. And I can't wait next week. Well, actually, next week we're recording probably on Thursday night again, which is what we usually record. Yes. So Matt will not play Kingdom Hearts yet. No, by Thursday I'll play Kingdom Hearts. Okay, okay, okay. Because I'm you... getting it. We're recording on Sunday night. Or not Sunday afternoon right now. Yes. And GameStop is letting you pick it up at nine o'clock on Monday night. Oh, cool. Okay. So, so you I'm getting it. it tomorrow. Cool. Well, My first fun. copy. Yes, your first copy. And two of our friends are buying two of the three copies off of me. So you got this one from GameStop. You ordered the special edition, which I ordered is the come... super special edition of Square Next, which should be here within a week. Okay. And I ordered one copy from Amazon because you get a special Keyblade. Ah, okay. You know when they say like you know like putting console exclusive like you know pre-order bonuses and stuff like that is a bad idea i'm like oh it's not that bad who would actually buy the game three times i know now <laughs> this is a special case it's okay i understand i understand um but yeah so that's our show uh rick's record makes our opening follow him on soundcloud and uh, special thanks to rob for editing our episodes every week at least Neat. now he is um anything else you want to say matt before we uh, uh lock this no, show down i think that's it i don't have anything to say okay cool like at all Okay, I have cool. nothing to say. All right. Nothing. Bye, guys. Nothing. Wait. No, no, no. You said <gasps> no. Ciao!